living room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to our audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Cutting Room Convos. And if you're listening today, happy Friday, especially if you are (laughs) camping out in front of a Best Buy. Best Buy still exists. <laughs> They're quickly on the track to become Radio Shack. Oh my God! Yeah, you know I've I blame Bezos. <laughs> You've never been to a Radio Shack? Never. I know. <laughs> I must have missed out. Uh, peak technology. <laughs> well, welcome to Cutting Room Convos. I'm Yasmin, and I would fully endorse horror Disney. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm Jenny, and now I'm thinking about Radio Shack. <laughs> So, we are going to be talking about the movie The Visit from 2015, directed by, oh, forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, M. Night Shyamalan. I, oh we God, should just I like never... watch an interview to see how he pronounces it himself. Yes, seriously. Because, I mean, obviously, everybody's got to know who this director is if yeah, you can't pronounce everyone it. Everyone <laughs> knows M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, signs, uh, Split, right? The Visit. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we're going to be talking about The Visit, mm-hmm. and it is about these kids who meet their grandparents, in, and as they keep staying at their house, stranger things begin to happen, and uh, it's in one of those documentary-style films where they're holding the camera, and you see it in their yeah, point of view. which I forgot until we started watching it. I was like, oh my god, you, you forgot those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I've seen this movie, like, a number of times now, and surprisingly with how much I've seen it, I would forget what the ending was, what the whole big reveal was. And like, I, I love that I got surprised every time. Um, but what was your first impression of this movie? It was my second time watching it. Uh-huh. And I also forgot the plot twist ending. And <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Because it right? feels like a good thing when we can watch it again and still be surprised. But it's a bad thing because that means it wasn't memorable. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's it didn't seem to give off like you know, as uh, memorable vibes like Signs did, things like that. Because I I know Signs was a very like that's the first thing people think of of M Night's movies, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> okay, God, my voice is disclaimer: stuck. we are recording pretty early in the morning today. Yes, and you said M Night, and my brain was like M mm, Night. <laughs> Oh my god. Mmm, <laughs> nice. Shia Mellon. <laughs> Please stay with us. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, I, I have always liked this movie. It's always been a repeat for me. Um, so, let's get down to the little bit of effects. I was surprised to at least find some sort of effects for this movie, considering it was in that camcorder style. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Um, for audio, the only thing that I could find, and I think this was the only thing, was the um, the background music of from the vinyl record uh, during the finale, yeah. or like in the end when the kids reunite with the mom. I, I thought that was like a pretty good emotional moment. Um, so that was really cool. The, yeah, they used that final three times in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So right. I think it, I think it was one of the only music, and it was like what the girl provided, whose name I forget. 
Uh, Becca? Yeah, what Becca provided. Yeah. And damn, if she's making, she's 15 making a documentary, that editing is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, so there was audio. And then for visual, which I think they took advantage of, you know, the camcorder style for this. So that was really nice. And one of the things I pointed out was blurred focus, where like the camera, like someone, the camera holder was facing the camera and you would see what was behind them, right? And what I really liked was when they were playing hide and seek under the house and the grandma was suddenly just crawling like a... Like a fucking, I don't even know what. She was screaming like a banshee and shit. I do, I was thinking banshee too, but I was like, do banshees crawl? <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, she was like on all fours, like, yeah. da, 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 with her hair all over her face. Like very, um, what's her face? Some, um, so, oh, Samara? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, that was creepy as shit. But like, they showed Becca, like kind of, you know, trying to compose herself as she's facing the camera. And then you see like a blurred view of the grandma you know that it's her especially when she's like i'm coming for you becca oh yeah but, <laughs> but you see that blurred focus and and her just coming closer and closer behind her and you're just like behind you <laughs> <laughs> there you go perfect so i i really liked that part and then what i also kind of noticed in near the end was like the very quick change in camera views between the brother and the sister as they're like you know separated and each dealing with the oh yeah grandparent quote she unquote gave him a camera and said you're the B camera <laughs> you're the you're the B camera so. he's like I'm my co-director and she's like no 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 you're the B camera but her terminology and like knowledge of this film stuff man like <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't know and and she was like milking it too like very dramatic. Very harmonious about it. <laughs> Very cheese. She reminded me of, um, oh my god, what was the girl's name in the Blair Witch Project? The one who didn't want any cheese, but then when she's in front of the camera. Oh yeah. What, what was it? He said several people died here. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was pretty much okay, like Zach Bagans. <laughs> Him too. <laughs> in this room. <laughs> Seven people died here. <laughs> no one knows why. Cue woman scream. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, she did remind me of the Blair Witch Girl, too. And I think it might just be like a, no offense, and I don't mean this in any offense to anybody, but like people with certain career paths have certain personality traits, and I feel like people who want to direct their own movies, oh. they're, they're a little anal about things. Mm. And I feel like both of them had that, like, Lights like this is my movie. What are you doing? Yeah, kind of thing. Ooh, a little uh, territorial there. Yeah, <laughs> but I nice. think she handled it nicely. Like she even explained to her brother, and I loved the sibling relationship. I did too. Like it was so funny. Like the the little brother just kept me laughing throughout the movie. I was dying. He looked like beans. He looked like beans from what? Even Stevens. From even Stevens. I Dis- couldn't unsee it after I saw his haircut. I was like, that's beans. <laughs> Disney Channel, people. Look it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, the quick change in camera views, I love how it kind of correlated with the increasing tension in that finale. Like, they just kept changing quick, quicker and quicker in between. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Another blur- blurred focus slash visual one is was the use of mirrors. Oh my god. Because, like, um, it was like, actually really important that there wasn't any mirrors. 
Oh, okay. Because yeah. uh, the brother, Tyler? Uh, yeah, When Tyler. Tyler did Becca's interview, and he's like, how come you never look in the mirror? Oh. Like, do you think you're, like, imperfect or something? And then, and that was her issue, was that she thought that, you know, the dad left because it was her fault that she wasn't perfect, and she didn't like looking at herself, and she thought she was worthless. Yeah. And his was, uh, are we talking about these later? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, and his was that, like, like he needed control, so he was, like, a super clean freak. And, uh. like, at the climax of the movie, both of them had to face what they hate. Oh. Like, I know everyone talks about the shit diaper in Tyler's face, but if you think about it, Becca's was, e- like, almost equally, um, like, pivoting for her. The fact that she, like, was hiding with the camera faces a wall, but the wall ends up being a mirror, so she's ah. forced to face herself. I, oh, my God, why didn't I not think about that? I was so I busy know. thinking about the, the, the boy. A- the ass diaper. <laughs> the ass diaper. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, because everyone's like, ew, I would hate for that to happen. But honestly, like, facing yourself is also scary sometimes, especially when you've had that mindset for a long time. And That's such a good call, man. But it was also really cool visually because, like, because there was no mirrors at the end, when she had to, like, hide against the wall and had the camera next to her face, Uh like, we couldn't tell if she was looking at herself or if she was looking at the fucking lady in a um, ghost outfit. What the fuck? Oh, seriously. She was under the blanket, like, just standing behind her. And, like, I thought that effect was cool, but I thought, like, the deeper meaning kind of added a nice little layer of Bavarian cream. Bavarian cream. (laughs) And then the grandma comes in behind her, just like, look at it! Oh, yeah. (laughs) Crashes her against the mirror. Oh, my God. But, no, yeah, that's a really good call. I, I like that a lot. In my most humble opinion, when it comes to the documentary style movies, the scares usually don't tend to be the greatest, <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> like any pop-up scares or anything like that, it's just like, oh, okay, cool, next. Um, but this one, I the scares were like, they took their time thinking yeah. about like, you know, how to scare the audience in this movie. And yeah. I, I, and I, I really like that. That's like classic M, M. Night. Like, <laughs> he always says those like unsettling drawn out Ooh. yes <laughs> okay, <go ahead. laughs> absolutely and like well there there were a lot of scares in this one but there were at least three that stood out to me the most and the first one was of course with the grandma, grandma playing hide and seek because the way that the scene started out it was in broad daylight they go under the house and even under the house there's a lot of daylight coming in there's oh, yeah no darkness you know yeah. you don't wonder like oh someone's gonna pop out here but grandma does. And there's no suspense bill to go along with that darkness either because they're just having fun, you know? And then all of a sudden when the camera turns, like a slight camera change, then out of nowhere, grandma comes in in the corner. Galloping. Like but, a fucking gazelle. <laughs> like, I, I'm just thinking at first, like, oh, what is that? And then I hear her laugh. I'm like, oh, shit, fucking run. <laughs> so, like, it, it really caught me off guard. So I... I I appreciated that, actually, because I didn't see it coming. So that one was probably my most favorite scare, if anything. Yeah, that one was creepy. Yeah. And weird. <laughs> and, and like, uh, the basement under the house looks really fun to play in. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever that was. It was, like, under the patio or something. Yeah, something like that. But, but like, the obscured vision makes it perfect for hide-and-seek. Unfortunately, mm. the grandma thought so as well. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Um, and then another one that popped out to me was um, the scene where uh, 
but Grandma first asked Becca to clean the oven. Like, would you go inside the oven so so you oh, can yeah. clean it? Uh, the house has got to be clean. Like, oh my God, that's so villainous. Um, so, like at first, that that whole time you're just like, oh my God, that is so strange. Something is going to happen. But then it turns out in the end that nothing happens. But the fact that it like just keeps you at the edge of your seat. Just eyes glued to the screen the whole time. You're just waiting for something to happen. Your yeah. heart's beating fast. It's scaring you. With... Ooh, you need to stop building the suspense right now. <laughs> and like the fact that there's no background music or sound or anything to go with it and the strange acting. And it didn't take much effort, honestly, to, to create that sort of scary scene. Like the grandma, she carried that weight, man. I want to uh, mention... Like I was talking about how M. Knight's uh, style of filming, I feel like he works a lot on like the power difference between characters. Oh, okay. Because like I'm thinking of Split specifically. Uh huh. Well, besides them being kidnapped in a fucking basement. Oh my god. Wherever they were, the zoo or something. Anyways, besides uh-huh. that, like they did what their captor said because the captor was in power, and in this one it was similar, like. She was like, go in the oven. And, and the girl was like, uh, okay. Mm. I guess I have to because number one, that's my grandma. Number two, she's frail. Like, it makes you feel like, like, I would never get in the oven. But if you put yourself in their shoes, you totally would. It's your mm. grandma. She got a bad back. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> no, that, that is definitely good. But, um, yeah, that was good scare. And then the third one that I came across was when the grandma was out doing her sundowning shit and she finds the camera the hidden camera that the kids put out of nowhere like she comes across it right in front ah and like does like a weird snarling thing and i'm just like oh shit she fucking found out i know about it and i still get scared every single time (laughs) i literally screamed and i don't i usually don't i'm usually like a eep hide behind a pillow with a little eep but this one i was like ah She's like running around, running around, and I had my eyes covered. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I know it's coming up. I shouldn't look. And then the moment I uncover my eyes, yeah, the, it just happened. There. <laughs> well, what also helped with that scare was not only the sudden appearance, but it was really close to the camera for one thing. Yeah. It was really loud because she was closer to the camera with the snarling and whatnot. And she, I think she like slapped her hands like against the. Like I guess counter, whatever, whatever yeah. the shelf, whatever surface was the camera was on, so that added to the loudness. That it just got your heart just boom, heart just, attack. Yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, but I they, didn't pee myself. <laughs> so they really made an effort in those types of scares in this movie that made it more effective compared to other movies that I've seen, or at mm-hmm. least documentary style mm-hmm. ones. Maybe it's because I've seen this movie so many times now that I've paid more attention to the storyline, but I feel like this particular movie, in, for a documentary style, it did a lot of foreshadowing to me that I thought was really cool to point out because I didn't think there'd be so many things. But first thing that came up was when uh, the kids and I think just the grandpa were doing that uh, car game during that ride 
saying like, oh, who oh, yeah. lives in that building and what are they secretly doing? And they make up a story oh. about the person. Yeah, that the cop in. who never comes into work. Because <laughs> he wants to be, what, a, a, a dancer? Opera dance. I don't remember. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe Uray was a dancer. I don't remember. <laughs> but it's funny because it basically showed the big reveal. Like, it, it foreshadowed the big reveal. Yeah. Spoiler alert that the grandparents, they, they weren't really their grandparents, living in that building because they... They escaped from the uh, what, what's psychiatric it hospital. Psychiatric hospital. Yes, thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> oh yeah, Kutugu. <laughs> um, did you have anything to say about that one? Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. That, I don't I'm, remember. Oh no no. <laughs> um, oh well, they like hinted hinted at it like throughout the movie. Like it was always just a seed planted in your brain. Oh. Like in the beginning when she was talking about like oh my grandparents are or your grandparents are weird because like the mom sorry uh. when the mom was like oh they're weird because like we couldn't fix our relationship but now they counsel other people ah it's like they volunteer at a mental institution damn <laughs> yeah but that was like really like in your face like oh yeah yeah when i find my badge i'll go back there dang it's like because with m night's movies like some of the you know parts of the uh story they're they're they seem far-fetched yeah and like you kind of need to throw in those hints in order to kind of fully understand and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, when I saw Split, I was like, okay, this girl has uh, been released now, has escaped, but there's there's zoo animals around here? Why? And then they explain later why. And, yeah. If you want to see Split, <laughs> highly recommend. It's really good. So, another moment of foreshadowing was, of course, when Tyler, Tyler uh, talked about when he froze during his uh, football game. And right away, like, I was just like, oh, he's going to freeze in the finale. And, and he did when he yeah. was with uh, Pop Pop, quote unquote. <laughs> and he was froze when he smeared the used diaper on his face, that poor kid. <laughs> That's nasty for anybody, but like especially for him since he had like that, that uh, like germaphobe thing going on. Oh, even worse, yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, that big foreshadowing, that was uh, really cool. Both of those that we just mentioned, mm. uh, well, <laughs> a lot of these that we just mentioned, like, um, and the characters, every character has is going through, is every character is going through it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. and M Night's movies, there's always some psychological aspect that each character has, and it makes them so much deeper than just like a surface supporting actor. Yes. Because because they each have their own struggle to overcome within themselves. That usually gets overcome within the movie. Oh my god, that's so true. Even in Split. And we haven't seen um, Glass or... No. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> I really want to. Damn. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's really good to point out. Um, and then another moment of foreshadowing. It was a small one, but with Mom's favorite musical tunes. Uh, Becca had mentioned it earlier when she was doing some editing for the documentary yeah and she said that she wanted to add some of mom's favorite you know musical songs as background music to show that it represent represented the mom even though she's not physically there yeah so and then it's funny because they used that same music in the end when they reunited with the mom to show the the moment of safety and you know the mom being there, protection, and yeah. I I thought that was really cool. I, I really liked that moment. But it was also a hella creepy track. 
It, w it was on the creepy side. Yeah, I can see that, given it was kind of like an old-timey sounding thing. And yeah. it, I know that old-timey music is always used for, like, you know, creepy moments and all scary movies. So, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, and then one more moment of foreshadowing. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but when Tyler said, oh, maybe in the end of your film I can do a rap. And, <laughs> of course, Becca was like, uh, no. But then in the actual movie, he... He actually does do a rap in the end, which, honestly, he ain't bad. He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> that shit don't taste like fried chicken. Ew. Oh, you had to mention that part of all the parts of that. <laughs> Shania Twain, bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. He actually, he raps really bad, okay? But also, <laughs> technically, she didn't add it in her movie. She said, my brother insisted that I have this part oh, in. You're right. You're right. And, and that's what I love about their relationship. Like, even while he's rapping like crap, well, okay, fine. He, he can spit bars. <laughs> but, like, she's, like, brushing her hair in a mirror. Ah, she's looking By the way, now. she's looking at the mirror. And, like, she's, like, you know, bobbing her head along. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good line. Damn. Yeah. Like, she's so supportive of him. It's really nice. <laughs> but... <laughs> don't don't ever mention fried chicken again, please. No. <laughs> I thought I wasn't gonna find any tropes in this movie, but surprisingly, I did. Cool. And uh, <laughs> one of them was that, and again, I'm gonna keep mentioning this documentary style thing because it really comes into pl into play uh, throughout this oh, whole episode. <laughs> um, so one of, one of the tropes, <clears throat> excuse me, is that usually. The people that are holding the camera, they, they just act natural. They're just doing their thing, swearing, whatever, not giving a shit about, you know, filtering themselves. And and Becca, like, in this whole movie, she was intending to make an actual film. And like like we said earlier, she was being a bit dramatic about it. And I, I feel like she was trying to put a filter, you know, at least until the part where Tyler was doing that little interview with her. Like, yeah. you know, your sweater's inside out. Did you know that? Did you look in the mirror? Things yeah. like that. With the zoom, too. He zoomed. And he, like... I don't think he really meant to because it did out of focus her. Oh, like... So I think it was an accident, but it was so dramatic. <laughs> it really was. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was a good trope there. Um, another one was that usually murderous impersonators, they're not usually, like, disoriented. Like, they, they really think about their crimes and what they need to do after it's done and you know, things like that. But these two people were from a psychiatric hospital. And, like, the grandma's, like, you know, she's sundowning every night, and and Pop Pop, he's shitting himself every day. Ew. And, <laughs> and, they, and yet they managed to kill the real grandparents. Spoiler alert. I don't know if I mentioned that already. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're... You know, they're they're not all in there, and yet they succeeded in, you know, impersonating the grandparents and, like, living in their house and shit, you know? Yeah. Fooling the kids. So, um, another one was that usually, in the documentary style, the camera usually has just one purpose. It's it's just a camera. It's just the point of view. You're just focusing on someone, whatever. Yeah. But in this case, also, Becca was using it to uh, open up that door that she was locked in. Oh, yeah. It, you know, she used it as a, I don't know if it's a, a weapon, but, like, she used it to break the lock. She used it as, a, like, a club, like a tool to break the lock, a, yeah. A tool. Yes, exactly. So, you know, there was, like, more than one use for the camera in this movie, and I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Also, I want to point out, 
a lot of the documentary style movies that we've seen um, have a lot of shakiness to it. Yes. To that. And this one had like a good amount of shakiness. It, it was appropriate. Yeah. Like it made sense. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like, oh my God, what is that? Their fucking <laughs> wrists go noodle. <laughs> yeah, and you don't even see what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this one, like it was, it was like on purpose. Like she's shaking because she's crawling in under the mm. patio or she's like shaking it because she's trying to break the lock. Yeah. Like each time she needed that, you know, her arm to do something. Ah. It wasn't just for like, ah, I can't <laughs> see. What is it? I can't like, see. I, <sighs> I personally like the moment when uh, Tyler was under the, the house and he f- is like running from grandma and whatnot. And he's just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit about the camera right now. And But like you still kind of see that he's trying to get away from her. And, yeah. you know, it's not entirely like, overbearing kind of shakiness, you know? I think it was a good call to have them drop the camera a couple times. Because he does that a couple... I think both of them dropped the camera a couple times. Including Grandpa when he's putting the shit in his face. Oh, my God. He, like, picks the camera and then drops it, and it lands perfectly right there again. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a little lower, but still. No, that was really good. And also, um, like you mentioned, with the camera dropping... And it showed Tyler, like, you know, with the, you know, red mark on his forehead, like, lying in pain, kind of oh, groaning. Yeah. And, like, it was a weird, natural view. Like, the dropped camera, and it changed instantly to that. Like, that's the first time that we're, you know, seeing that view mm-hmm. from when, you know, Becca was upstairs with the grandma and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I really liked that, too. Um, oh, yeah. And then one more defeated trope is that usually documentary movies their storylines you know i put in the notes that it's pointless that sounds kind of mean rather basic i get what you mean though yeah like not a lot of uh growth and in in this movie it did they it had a lot of character build and it had closure with the mom too which i didn't expect like with when they interviewed the mom in the end and she told you know becca don't hold on to anger yeah and i was like oh okay like i i think that's what made me want to watch this movie again and again because it wasn't just a regular like style movie yeah like like the documentary style movies (laughs) that are purposefully documentary style movies they're always just like look at this and look at that and look at what i'm looking at so i was like she like sat people down and did interviews, which really helped the character build. Oh, absolutely! I, I ah, props I to Becca. Like <laughs> M Night had nothing to do with it. It was all Becca. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept typing in theories in the notes, like from the beginning of the movie, only because like I kept forgetting the ending. The the theory. theory. <laughs> and I'm and then when the ending is like more and more revealed. I'm just constantly clicking backspace. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I gotta come up with another one. You um, don't ever have to come up with theories. Yeah. I mean, these, they're, they're small, but I, I I just wrote them down. One was that, <laughs> in a weird way, the grandparents, the fake grandparents, kind of reminded me of the older couple in Monster House, the old man in, in the house, Constance. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, please explain. Where the old man, in both scenarios, are taking care of the erratic wife who tends to want to cause damages, and it's they're uncontrollable. And they, the old men, they work hard to cover up her damages. Um, <gasps> and, like, the old men, they, they kind of tend to get crazier because of the wife. They, they lose themselves yeah. a little bit. Um, I don't think Grandpa and Grandma were... 
husband and wife because ah. but it was the opposite of monster house because <gasps> oh. monster house is like my wife doesn't like kids so i'm gonna do my best to keep the kids off of the area yeah and then this one it was like um i don't remember i think she like drowned both of her kids or something and that's why she was in the psychiatric hospital Ooh. and and uh pop pop i really hate calling him that paw paw I know, I hate that too. <laughs> Grandpa was like, well, she, you know, she didn't get the chance to have grandkids because they were, you know, drowned in a river. Yay. And like, yikes. But also, he's also doing the same thing that this old man is doing. Like, by, like we said, taking care of yeah, the right? woman. Yeah. <laughs> in a crazy way, but, you know. <laughs> Me and Maya is always thinking about Monster House. Okay, yeah, you know what? It's probably one of my favorite, my most favorite Halloween So instead movies, of comparing so. everything to Scream, we should just compare everything to Monster House now. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> so that that was just a small one. Um, another one. I I personally think that the I I kept calling them fake grandparents in my notes. Um, that the fake grandparents they unintentionally so. killed the real grandparents. Oh. Uh, because you know they probably broke out after nine thirty when the grandma gains her random ass superpowers and probably broke the locks or some shit. I don't know how they probably escaped. Oh. Right, they they show the the jacket, and the the bloody hammer. Mm-hmm. They, they probably killed a, a guard there or whatever. Um, uh, again, don't know if that's confirmed. So, um, and then the real grandparents, their house was the closest to the hospital. I mean, that's why they went there often and visited. Um, and so I think the fake grandparents they found that that house was the closest for them to lie low. Yeah, and. Uh, the real grandparents, they just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. They probably killed them there. And, or, or well, Claire, the, the fake grandma, like, attacks them with her, again, random sundowning powers. Oh, very reminiscent to the guy from Split. Oh, the beast. The beast. Oh, my God, you're right. Oh, gross. Um, and so, yeah, after Claire attacks them, then Papa properly finished the job, got rid of the bodies. Maybe... Remember when the grandma said that she, um, or the grandpa would burn the diapers out in the field? What if he was also burning bodies? Yikes. Particularly the grandparents. But, I mean, you have to get rid of that evidence somehow. If he was going to impersonate the the grandparents, I mean, I don't know. But. Counterpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I like your theory about the grandparents and how they came to be, but a lot of the signs that we see, like, um, leads to it being really premeditated. Yeah. Because if the grandparents volunteered there all the time, they were probably like, well, let me tell you about my grandkids. Like, oh. how did they know they were going to be there at the train station at that time? That's true. They, they're, they're not probably, internet savvy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the real grandparents were probably volunteering, came across these people, hmm. told them about, you know, our grandkids are coming by, and we're so excited to see them because we haven't seen them uh, ever, right? Yeah, yeah ever. ever. And like, and then maybe Pop Pop heard wind of that and said, hey, my, you know, Claire wants kids. Maybe we should go, maybe we should go see those kids. And then they probably escaped. And then maybe it was unintentional if they killed them. Ooh. But, but the fact that they like hit all the pictures of them, mm. the fact that they, you, I don't know, man, <laughs> everything. I think you're right, though, that that part is more intentional. It's like premeditated. Like there's lots of evidence to show me that they were thinking this through, even though they're crazy people, they're actually pretty, uh, there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. More, more there than 
they appear to be. Yeah, and like the burning the diapers. I don't even think he was burning anything. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, she yeah, just made that up for him. Because that was a big-ass pile of diapers. That How many days were there there? How many diapers do you use a day? That is gross, man. It was a big-ass pile of diapers. I did not need to see that, man. And then we saw the grandparents' bodies, so they were burning the bodies. Oh, okay, yeah. Which was very, um, uh, I was going to say Monster House, but American Horror Story Monster House. Oh, my God. When we find out that the girl actually did die, and like they find her body in the attic or something, in the basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, it was God. very similar, where it was like we peeked over a ledge, and there was evidence. <laughs> oh my god yeah that's a good point yeah no i i like that improved theory that's a lot better well we all know that i will watch this movie again as i have already before <laughs> would you watch it again i um, would but like maybe like a rainy day movie ah <laughs> uh, yeah if anything i'll probably watch other m night movies yes because i've only seen two and i really like how deep they are like, I don't know yeah. if that's his intention, but as as a psychology person with a degree, <laughs> take a shot. There we go. I really enjoy how he explores every single person's mental stability. Mm, okay. Yeah. Every character has something up with them. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, and, like, seeing how they process it throughout the situation that they're in. Oh, okay. It's really cool. I really like his style of movies, even though I've only seen two. So maybe I'll, like, eat my words later if I find one that's, like, fucking Sesame Street style. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I would watch it again, and I would watch I would watch his other movies as well. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, we got to everything that we could about this movie, so it was great. I have one more. Oh, what happened? Um, also, ah. so also the, the neighbors that came in to check on them. Oh, uh, what was her name? Stacy. It was two. Oh, and, and the the doctor. Oh, guy. It was the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, that's right. I forgot about them, and um, the fact that like they killed off Stacy. Oh yeah. I, I forgot about that because when that was a very interesting scare too that I never mentioned. Like, but I think it was Becca that opened the door. And, oh yeah, like, she's trying to escape. And it was kind of like a scream-like style, you know, where they show her hanging from, what was it, a tree or something? It was a tree, yeah. And there was, there was no, like, background music, da-da-da, you know, like, to scare you. It was, it was just, just like a, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and there was not enough time for Becca to react either, you know? Like, yeah. basically, we were the ones that needed to react, and, and that, that's it. Like, for Becca to do it, it'd be redundant. Yeah. You know, and then so that's why probably at that moment, you know, the grandpa came in, boom, closed the door. It's time to play Yahtzee. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, leave the body out there. Fine, whatever. Yikes. Yikes. No, I couldn't do that. Yikesy. Yikesy. That was really bad. So sorry. Yeah. No, and like, um, the first person that comes in was a doctor, and she's, she's really short with him, and she's like, oh, well, they're not home, so. She was. That was kind of strange. Yeah, and she's like, "Okay, thanks, bye." <laughs> oh, he used the exact same movie or er, monologue line that the conductor did. Oh my you know, God. I used to be an actor in my day. Yeah. And then it starts with with the night shadow. I don't even know what the fuck they were saying, <laughs> but like they both of them were like exactly the same, and like 
They that kind of drew Becca away from them. Yeah, and like they dove right into the monologue. Like they didn't give an introduction yeah. of what it was or who the play was by. And you know, I used to be an actor in my day. Four score and seven years again. <laughs> thrice and thrice and thrice again. And it, I don't know. They were very dramatic, and Becca was just like, "Yeah, only I can be the dramatic yeah, one." Cameras. No, <laughs> she's like, "No cheese." No. Yeah, coming from Becca, no cheese. Right. Um, but then the second uh, neighbor that came to visit. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> visit. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, like, brought, like, a little casserole. She was like, hi. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to check on them because they usually, like, come by the hospital and they haven't. And, like, I just wanted to know if they were okay. Oh, yeah, they're man. fine. And, like, she had said that she had gotten out of rehab? Is that what she said? She. I don't really remember. Because, like, she, she couldn't have broken out of the hospital, right? Like, really? For some reason, I thought that she was just counseled by them, and, like, she knew that they volunteered at the hospital. Oh. That's what I got from it, but we oh. might need to watch her little, her little spiel again yeah. to figure out the full story. She, she seemed, you know, like, kind of a little nervous, kind of had some tics, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that was also because it was camera on her. True, like, yeah. Like, Becca made it, like, look like, oh, she's a little camera shy. Just act natural. And she's just like, hee hee here's my casserole. <laughs> oh, gosh. And Becca's she... like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just, but then we see them later fighting with her. Mm, yeah. And, like, she came, she came in. She probably like, you're not the grandparents. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? And that's probably when they took her out. Ooh, and I love how Tyler pointed out, like, I didn't see Stacy leave, did you? I was like, yeah. good call, oh God, kid. I didn't even, wow, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. <laughs> like, good fucking call. Um, yeah. No, that, it was good that they had those uh, those other supporting characters there. It was yeah. really good. Who also, like I said, have, you know, pretty, oh. like, deeper stories. They're not just, like, some person thrown into the mix. It's, like, this person has a, is a person with a backstory and feelings and yeah nervousness and tics, and it's so cool. Okay. <laughs> it is really Also, cool. I just looked over, and I saw a hammer, and I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yikes. <laughs> a hammer. What about the conductor? Did, did he have any? Do you think he was part of that mix? Because I know he was in the beginning of the story just as they pass along going towards the house. So I couldn't think of anything other than his acting, his <laughs> diving right into that monologue. Yeah. But. Well, not everyone has, you know, not everyone has to have, like, a mental disorder to have a backstory. True, true. Like, he has a backstory. He wanted to be an actor. Now he's a conductor. He with, sat with the kids. Like, that's nice of him. With beatboxing skills, apparently. Oh, yeah. Bad ones. Bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing to say, and I can't remember. No. If I remember, I'll post it on something. On our social media! Yes! On Twitter, at Convo's Room. Follow us there. You could also follow us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, Cutting Room Convo's. Mm. Don't forget to do that. All right? Is that it? Anything I think, else? I think... I'm probably going to mm-hmm. think of something later today, uh, and I'm going to be like, dang it, I should have mentioned this. It's such a good mention. <laughs> ah, whatever. All right, that's Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us. Happy Black Friday. Be careful out there shopping. Otherwise, if you're just going to stay in and doing internet shopping, that's fine, too. Have fun. Or don't spend your money and don't give in to consumerism. Mm. True. But also it makes our economy run. Damn it. It's the necessary evil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that happy note... (laughs) 
<laughs> Hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving and enjoy your weekend. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. Cutting Room Combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on The Visit, the 2015 film directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Because we finally looked up how to pronounce it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Combos Room. Hope you enjoyed. M. Night Shy Man. M. Night Shania Twain. M. Night Shit My Pants. Um, <laughs> no, that's what he did. No! <laughs> Boop. Is there, is there like any horror movies with Black Friday? If there are, I don't remember. I feel like it'd be very Hellfest, where there's like a bunch of chaos and like people <gasps> are dying, but nobody cares because it's Black Friday. Hellfest. Oh, that's a good one. That's but also, like, what is the target audience for a Black Friday horror movie? Like, middle-aged woman? Like, <laughs> are we technically middle-aged woman? Oh, since we no. are nearing the 30s? Not on. Hell no. <laughs> Boop. Guys, there is. There's a Black Friday movie. It's Black Friday 2021, right? Sorry, excuse me. And it looks good. We saw the trailer. It's actually pretty funny. It's like a comedy thing. <laughs> Where do I watch this shit? With Bruce Campbell. Oh, God. Devin. Release Sala. date November 19th. Why didn't we hear anything about it? Yep, yeah, for real. This looks good. Sheesh. <laughs> Rent it for $7 on Prime? Oh, damn. I mean, it is new. <laughs> wow. That looks good. Yeah, I want to see it. Okay, me too. <laughs>